listening to the Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise. Welcome in to the franchise first take Thunder Post Game Show. Oh, everyone breathe. Everyone breathe. Everything's fine. <laughs> Nothing is screwed, man. Nothing is screwed. The Thunder get the win. 127-123 over the Boston Celtics and... Oh, boy, what a win that is for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, shout out to you guys if you guys are, are just now tuning in and maybe you didn't hear my or didn't see my tweet. Um, forgive us for any acting up that might occur tonight there on might, this postgame. There might be some uh, some things said tonight. There might be a healthy Are we going to have shenanigans and tomfoolery tonight, gentlemen? Oh, oh we, yeah. are, we are always going to have that. Uh, that is, I mean... Wait, the voice you just heard. For the first time this year, we got our guy Matty Goldfish back behind the glass with us, Matty G. How we doing? And on that note, we cue the music. Matt, 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 I'm doing great, gentlemen. It's good to be behind a board again. This is the longest stretch. I think I've been at Tyler Media, and I hadn't produced a show yet. So I was kind of itching Jonesin to be back here. So I'm glad to be here with you, my friends, and get to enjoy a beautiful, wonderful basketball game in the process. A little nail-bitey at the end, but still a great game. It is a a pleasure. It is a pleasure to be joined on the the airwaves again with uh, our very... Very handsome, very good goldfish, uh, which you could have seen dancing on Twitch right then, because I was dancing as well to the Matt, Matt, Matt intro. You can see him on twitch.tv back, uh, forward slash the franchise live. Uh, you can listen to us A whole there six as people well. saw it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, but, man, let's talk about this game, man. 127 to 123. Thunder get the victory in the Pay Palace over here. I mean, Drake... Uh, I mean, uh, Drake, I'm just going to say the, the floor is yours, okay? I mean, we're going to take this a bunch of different ways, yeah. but uh, the floor is yours, man. Act up accordingly. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll keep a reserve for this first one, but uh, the basically Boston, the best record in the league, number one team in the Eastern Conference. Um, the one thing I was going to look for in this game was Boston's probably the best perimeter defending team in the league. You got guys like Drew Holiday. Derek White, Jalen Brown, those guys can keep guys in front of them. They are very, very good on the perimeter. Um, And I was just going to see, you know, the Thunder is, you know, one of the top teams in drive, number of drives per game. That's how they they make their money on the offensive end. Uh, So I was just going to see if they were able to keep that clip. Yeah, it didn't matter. It really didn't matter in the end. Um, They were able to uh, drive relentlessly, get to the paint pretty much whenever they wanted. and whatever the Celtics threw at them, it just really didn't matter. Um, obviously, the Celtics are, are a great team. I, I, I have they're my pick to win uh, the finals this year. Um, they're really I think, good. Yeah. I think the addition of Porzingis was kind of the missing piece for them. They essentially Same. traded out Marcus Smart, who was their best perimeter defender, for maybe not someone as good as Marcus Smart in a Drew Holiday, but uh, with a better offense yeah. and just as good as a perimeter defense. So I think. That plus the addition of Porzingis really kind of brought this team over the top, and it's been that story with them so far this year. But, man, it really did not matter what they threw at the Thunder tonight because whether it be SGA, whether it be Chet, uh, Giddy tonight had an amazing game. Yeah. Well, I know we're going to talk about all this, but, man, what a great game. And and, and apologies, I, I went 12 rounds with COVID the last time we had right. the show. That's true. Yeah. So if I yeah. sound a little different tonight, just bear with me. Yeah, we're going to make dealing, it through tonight. Yeah, still dealing with the remnants, but it's okay. He's, yeah. he's all good. He's cleared the protocol. He's, he's, he's all good. the protocol. Um, but, man, uh, okay, so, yeah, we're, we're going to – I mean, this might be – Goldfish, you're, you're still here for a while, right? Oh, yeah, sir. Okay, good. Okay, I, I just I wanted to make sure that we weren't keeping you late. Oh than no, dude. Uh, the, I don't. I don't are. clock out now until after midnight. So okay, if perfect. you guys want to do an extended Thunder post game show, by all by all means, Let's go, go ahead for it. We just might because I think this. Uh, this win deserves it. To be honest, um, I mean, let's just let's start off. I mean, where we normally do. 
uh, with the, the main man, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 14 of 22 tonight, 3 of 5 from downtown, uh, had 36 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds, and Drake, 0 turnovers in this one. Um, I, I keep saying it every other post game. I tried. We had Brandon Rabar on. Uh, Tyler and I did on the afternoon show today. I, I gave Brandon the opportunity to say, "Okay, I'm I'm running out of ways to describe how good Shea Gilgis Alexander is and has been through these past two years." Yeah. And I mean, we kind of came up with the same stuff that we've always been saying. But man, it's just uh, I, I saw a tweet. I, I can't remember who tweeted it out today. Um, yeah, it might have been uh, Kevin O'Connor or s- somebody. Uh, it was Hardwood Paroxysm, HP, uh, yeah. HP Basketball. Yeah. The level to which Shea is unbotherable is nuts. He's just always so in control and so patient. And it, that's, that's really what it is. He's playing at his own pace. And it feels like two to three times a game, he cuts through the defense and just gets a wide open layup at the at the rim. Yeah. And with a player of Shea's magnitude and how good he has been, I sit there and I'm like, how? I mean, I know how good he's been, but still, yeah. I, I, it still just baffles me, like how he still gets these clean looks at the rim from time to time, but he's so good. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there has been in, in the history. I know there has been, but... He's so good at getting to the basketball and finish, or getting to the to the rim and finishing at the rim. Yeah, uh, it's it's unreal to me. And believe as a, as a guy, uh, I mean, we we played high school basketball. You played some college basketball. Yeah, it's not that easy to get to the basket. No, it's especially difficult in the National Basketball Association. Against the best perimeter defending team in the Celtics. Right, and, and yeah. yet again, game in, game out, he makes it look so easy. Yeah, getting to the basket. And finishing at the rim, it's unreal to me. Yeah. I just, I don't, I, it, it doesn't compute in my brain. It's really what's impressive to me is that the level of calmness in which he does it. Because this is a guy that's going out, um, that's shooting twenty plus shots a game, always gets a highly efficient rating, um, scoring thirty plus on most of those nights, having to lead a team of young guys, which is this Thunder team, the youngest team in the NBA. Um, and he does it as if he's been doing it for 10 years. And um, that's what amazes me the most is that you can have a leader who um, is even killed, but he's, he's, putting that, he's putting that knife in your heart, and, he's, and, he, and he isn't saying anything twice about it. Yeah. Um, he does it calm, cool, and collected, and it doesn't matter if he's scoring his 30th point um, on a go-ahead bucket or a 30th point and a 30-point blowout. Um, he almost has the very exact same look on his face. And that's that's what I love in a leader. You don't want a leader that's too high or too low. And I think I think as a team that's what you strive for. You you're gonna have peaks and valleys, but if you can maintain if you can get that median line, if you can maintain, you know, whether it be composure, um, through versatility, whatever it is, um, always gotta try and keep that medium. And Shea Gilgis Alexander, the leader of this Oklahoma City team, is is the antithesis of uh, calm, cool, and collected. No matter what happens on the court, it's it's truly unreal. I just uh, like I said. I mean, his ability to get to the basket, his mid range is absolutely deadly. And then whenever he's hitting three of five threes, too. I mean, good luck. That's uh, the final. Just... That's the final form, right? I mean, for all the Dragon Ball listeners out there, that's <laughs> yeah. the, that is the final form of Shea. And if he gets a consistent, like we were talking about, the amount of. Uh, Thunder players who are above 40% in three-point land. Uh, Shea is not one of those. Right. If Shea somehow evolves his game to everything he has in his bag now and adds a 40% clip from beyond the arc, it's game over. Yeah. He is the favorite for MVP every year if he can maintain that to that status quo. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and part of it has to do with just how... I almost cussed. Uh, <laughs> part of it has to do with how amazing he's been on defense. He's really, I mean, that's what the national yep. media, uh, even though this game was not nationally televised for whatever reason, I have no idea why. Um, the national media is going to, you know, that's what they're going to look at is their offense. But people who have been, you know, like guys like us, game to game, really been watching. I mean, his defense has taken just as yeah. much of a jump as how efficient his offense has been. And that was the big question. Like, can he take another jump this year? Can Shea 
uh, off of a first-team All-NBA season, is there anything you can be better at? And he is just completely transcending every yeah. aspect, getting better at every aspect. It's the crazy. Thing, the thing I love the most about this team is it feels like they're making these simple plays, but they're just doing it over and over and over again. And, yeah. you, and you shouldn't like, – it's it just – that's why it's so – Weird to me, and like I said, it doesn't really compute. I was saying about Shea, but still about this Thunder team. It still doesn't compute in my brain that they just make the simple, good basketball play. Yeah, it feels like every single trip down the floor. Yeah, and it, it just doing that in today's NBA. I, I don't know. It, it just to me, it still doesn't compute. They, they make the simple, yeah. right basketball play right. every trip down the floor, and it's so kind of refreshing to see that after we've gone through the years of you know the james harden right yeah. you were dribble for 20 seconds and uh i'll dish it to you or i'll shoot it right you yeah. know it's like going through that whole weird era uh of the nba where it's just iso right and you know, i loved watching the kevin durant and russell westbrook thunder uh but i mean a lot of the times it was all right kevin it's your turn all right russell it's your turn kevin your turn russ your turn right and now it's just like shea is still getting his and it is his turn a lot of the time yeah but I feel like Shea, that's a good – he's making the right it's basketball a, decision. It's never a bad shot. I mean, look tonight, right? He's he's going there. He's sizing up Jason Tatum, yeah. trying to find some way. And then, oh, Chet's open yeah. for a three. Hits a big three there late whenever they really needed it. Yeah. Like, they just – they make the right basketball plays, and it's so refreshing to watch. And we were talking about, you know, the point that you, you're trying to make, I think. Um, last last uh, postgame when we were talking about J-Dub getting more – uh, shots like consistently, like some stuff we would like to see, right? We don't necessarily know what more shots looks like, yeah. right? I mean, is that you know a Shea kick out and just by way happenstance of you know him getting the ball more ends up being uh, passes from his teammates, or does that include like just isolated plays? Um, I don't know. I really don't. I as this team is currently constructed. And the way they play offense and just how the ball finds the open guy every single time, no matter who it is, I think I'm taking that over dedicated reps to, like, try and stretch it out for multiple guys. Yeah. Um, that, could, that could just be me saying this in, you know, in the midst of a what? A five-game win streak right now against, you know, the T-Wolves. I mean, a lot of good teams. Um, but the way this brand of basketball for the Thunderers is playing right now, I just don't, I just don't want to mess with it, right? It's yeah. like it, it's like it's like your child almost. Like right. you don't want to touch it. Like yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm not there's questioning. Like, I'm not questioning the blessings. I'm yeah. accepting the blessings right now. Right, as, as you know, a Thunder fan, right, covering the Thunder or doing all this stuff. I'm not questioning it anymore. I'm just accepting the blessings. Yeah, just you have to be along for the ride. Yeah, you have to be along for the ride because um, where this train was at preseason, just talking, uh, there were high hopes. Absolutely. Yeah. But after this month of December and after this next, you know, we talked about it a little bit. December was the hardest stretch for them in terms of who they played. January is going to be the toughest stretch in terms of number of volume of games uh, in the month of January. I'm telling you, man. I mean, the brand of basketball they put out for the past month. I, it's it's tough for me to, to not imagine a team like this Thunder making a deep run in the playoffs. I mean, I know. It's just, again, I'm not questioning it. Right? Yeah. Uh, this this is, they're, they're 23 and 9. Yeah. Right? This is not, this is no longer a small sample size. We're over a third of the way through the season. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's there's 50 games left. There's 50 games left. They've played 32. It's the fourth best start in Thunder history. Yeah. The fourth best start. They they went through a stretch where they were pretty good, right? Yeah. I mean, they went through a stretch where they were pretty yeah. good, and this is the fourth best one that they've had. It's uh, truly unreal, and uh, I was going to say unbelievable, but man, I don't even know what's believable anymore with, and, the, with and, this Thunder team. I'm the, not questioning. And the truly crazy thing about it is, all the favorites, quote unquote favorites, uh, for the championship this year, they're on the uh, other side. They're in the East. Yeah. Uh, nobody believes in the T-Wolves right now. Yeah, the Bucks, nope. the Celtics, 76ers, yeah. all over there. Nobody believes in this Thunder team right now. The West is wide open. I don't have faith in teams like Phoenix, who can't keep their three best players on the floor. Uh, the Clippers have done a whole lot better. 
Um, but it, the injury bug still is going to have to be something that I keep a look on. That usually happens, you know, the second half of the season. Um, the Lakers, I just don't know what product I'm going to get night in and night out. I think that's a product of their two best players. Um, that's kind of been Anthony Davis's, you know, thing his whole career is can can you can you give me that middle line instead of these peaks and valleys? Um, the West is wide open, right yeah. for the taking, and the Thunder are right where they need to be at the turn of this new year. They've won five games in a row now. The Oklahoma City Thunder um, during this five game stretch, they've beaten. The team with the, the best record in the West, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yep. They beat the defending champs at Denver for the second time yes. in, that, in the month. Yep. In, in the month of December. And then they just beat the team with the best record in the, in the league tonight. And wins over, I mean, a, a 500 team in the Brooklyn Nets. And I think a team that's, you know, they made they made a move, the New York Knicks, right? A they good, moved getting OG and Obi. smart I, move. I thought that was a really smart move. Um but I mean, like those are like the the Knicks and the Nets are no slouches, no. right? And then that's those are sandwiched in between some heavy hitters this season. I, I just it, it's so much fun to watch. I, I'm so glad that Oklahoma City has some great basketball to watch again. Basketball to watch. Yeah, it's fun. Like I said, I, they they make the right plays, and it feels like every single person is bought in to making the right play. Yeah. Right? No one wants to be the guy that is, it, it, at least it seems like on the outside, right? Yeah. It seems like on the outside we're not in the locker room or anything like that. But watching from afar, it seems like every single guy is bought into making the right play and making everybody better, right? And and not being like, oh, well, I didn't get my, I didn't get my 20 shots. Right. Well, I didn't get my 15 looks at the basket. Yeah. It, it feels like everyone is bought in, and Out, it's awesome. Outside of that, that one Chris Paul year, um, everything post three uh, one blow to the to the uh, the Golden State Warriors, it wasn't always fun to watch. No, I know you had the names like the Carmelos of the world, the Paul Georges. Paul George, yeah. It was fun, but there were games even in the wins where they were just so ugly in the process. Mm-hmm. And it, just like you said, it was ISO, ISO, ISO. It was fun watching Paul George go off when he was on. Yeah, but he uh, he wasn't on all the time. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. Okay. And he wasn't on all the time. Yeah. I honestly, truly, this season, um, if you're taking out that Chris Paul year, it's been a long, long time since you saw a good, um, just fun to watch. Yeah. It just feels so low pressure all the time. Yeah. Um, and part of that is just them all, the ball always finding the right person yeah. and them always going a hundred percent on defense. Um, I don't know. It, it feels a little working class to me. I don't know. It's great. It's, yeah. it, it feels blue collar. I it don't feels know. Uh, it feels like Oklahoma City. Yeah, is true. what it feels like. Truly. Um, but I mean, we we talked a little bit about specific plays, right? You know, Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's always going to get his. But again, making the right basketball play, right? Yeah. You know, Jason Tatum cuts him off. Uh, guy helps off. I think it's Porzingis helps off, and hell, hey, Chet is ready there uh, for for a wide open three. Yeah. And then later on as well, you know. Get the ball into J Dub's hands. Yeah, right. J Dub had Peyton Pritchard on him for a little bit, and okay, I'm going to go. Yeah, I, I will like that matchup. Good luck. Yeah, ten <laughs> times out of ten, I will take that matchup for J Dub. Yeah, you know it, it's and that, those were down the stretch too. That that a was big a, shot down the stretch. Yes, yeah, exactly. And uh, I just man, it was a, a ton of fun to watch. The vibes are immaculate. Yeah, uh, the vibes are always immaculate, but they're especially immaculate tonight. Uh, I, I wanted to to single out to Josh Giddy. Yeah. Um, 8 of yeah. 14 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3. He was 4 of 8 from 3 uh, against the Nets last time out, too. He finished with 23 points, 8 boards, and 6 assists. Uh, I mean, also some very clutch free throws there at the end from Josh Giddy. Yeah. Where the play was going Ooh. to Shea, and Shea, I, th- I mean, I thought Shea got fouled. Yeah. And he was, like, passing the ball, and they didn't call the foul on Shea. Mm-hmm. Instead, ball ends up in Giddy's hands. He gets fouled. Steps up, makes a couple of big free throws there uh, late. And, I mean, I I wanted to shout him out because we we went through this stretch, right, where uh, after the the allegations and everything off the court happened, you know, the game up in Minnesota uh, happens where, you know, he's just getting booed loudly every single time he catches the basketball. Mm -hmm. And it looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but on the basketball court because every time he got the ball, he was trying as hard as he could to get the ball out of his hands. Yeah. 
even you know in situations where you should be shooting it. Right? Yep. I mean, he catches it at the free throw line, turns and looks, and he's wide open and still trying to get the ball out of his hands. So much so to where. I mean, we have we have probably said it on this post-game show. I know Tyler and I have talked a little bit about it, where, hey, okay, who can you trade Josh Giddy for, right? What can you get for Josh Giddy? Because it was one of those things where his play just wasn't that good. These past couple times out, though, again, I'm not asking for 4 of 7 from 3 or 4 of 8 from 3 from Josh Giddy, night in, night out. Um, but if he can keep moving the ball like he's doing, keep getting to the basket like he is, uh, and, and finishing at the rim, and then yeah, hey, sprinkle in some three pointers keep, to keep him honest out there, and not just leave him what leave you wide open the entire game. I mean that Josh Giddy is a really good piece for this Oklahoma City team, and he's yeah. he's again he's done the, like you said little, some little peaks and valleys yeah. uh, before in his career, but the good with Josh Giddy is really good, and it looked like it tonight. I mean, I, I'm not a big plus minus guy, but he was the biggest uh, plus. It was plus 10, the highest plus minus on the floor tonight. Yeah, and it's as simple as confidence. I really do. I think I think it's as simple as that with him. Obviously, all the stuff going on. Um, it's going to rattle you a little bit, but uh, I think he's firmly out of it. But just like you were saying, um, he's a big picks and ballots guy. So going forward, he's, he's racked up two really good games, had some final minutes in the past. Uh, I don't believe he finished the game. He was getting subbed in and out, but... Um, there was a point there where we weren't seeing Josh Giddy at all for the last six minutes of the fourth quarter um, there in December. So him getting some finishing minutes in the fourth was really good to see. Um, and it's so weird. I, t- I told you this when we were sitting here at Flint. Um, the confidence thing, you know, with the threes, you never question it. You never question it um, if he if he just pulls the trigger. Like, just straight off of a catch, yep. off a dribble, whatever. Whatever the situation is, you never question it because if he's open and the defenses have been letting him open, it's a good shot. Said the same thing with Dorr way back when, when he was uh, when he was not getting, you know, the, the respect from the three-point line. It's a good shot. I think you should take it. Um, the only problem with it was he wasn't always shooting it yeah. right off the catch. Uh, he was taking, you know, that little half second because he was unsure whether he wanted to shoot it or not. Um Confident Giddy is the best Giddy, um, and I think the the big step from here is you've put two games together. Can you put four games together? Um, and if you could put those four games together, maybe you get a couple more minutes there in the in the those final minutes in the fourth when it actually matters. Um, he, and I don't know if it's as simple as saying as this, but it seems that when he's on offensively, he he cares a little bit more defensively. Yeah. Uh, obviously, teams kind of. Team's kind of game plan. Sometimes I feel like I feel like he's e- easily the weak- weakest link yeah. uh, when it comes to that defense. So um, he he played inspired tonight, and I think more importantly, that's 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 a good sign for this team, a team that's just blowing people out of the water right now. We've uh, we, we've talked a lot offensively. I mean, let's talk defensively because again, I think that's the biggest step. I think that this Thunder team has taken, right? We knew J-Dub was really good offensively, knew Shea was good offensively. Giddy, when he's on, knew he was good offensively. Um, but defensively, we knew Shea was good. Yeah. The fact that he is, like, leading the league in steals per game, which, again, steals is kind of one of those, like, weird stats. But, I mean, if you watch the game, like, Shea is forcing these steals. It's not just, like, ending up in his hands, and he's right? ahead by, like, one, one, one whole, one whole steal, steal a game, yeah. which is insane. Uh, we knew Dort was really good defensively. Knew J-Dub could get there, right? I mean, he projected as a good defender. Um, the addition to Chet Holmgren to this team, offensively, for sure, it opens a lot of things up, you know, stretches the floor, all that good stuff, and it, it's it's awesome to watch. Defensively, he's on. Chet Holmgren has unlocked this thing to a completely different level. Yeah. It's a night and day different. Whenever Shea, Dort, J-Dub know that they can gamble a little bit. Yeah. They're on the perimeter. Gamble yeah. gamble for some steals, right? Gamble, get into passing lanes, overextend into passing lanes, uh, you know, get caught reaching a time or two because they know that Chet Holmgren's there to alter a shot, block a shot, force a pass, something like that. Chet Holmgren is there, and, and that has 
I mean, seriously, that makes it so much easier yeah. on those guys. And I think that's why you see, you know, J-Dub had three steals tonight. Shea had a steal. Lou Dort had a steal. Like, I mean, I think that's why, because they can afford to be more aggressive on the defensive end because, hey, Chet with four blocks tonight, he's back there protecting the rim just in case we, we gamble and it doesn't pay off. Yeah. I I know we are never going to get this stat, but another stat I would love to see, especially with Chet in the game, how many times the team makes a pass under the rim? Yeah. A shot that is usually a dunk or even if it's a contested layup, I would love to see the amount of passes that are made by opposing teams under the rim because I would love to see the Thunder's numbers last year when that wasn't the case yeah. versus now because I guarantee you it's it's a whole lot. And, though, you know, it, it's indicative of it because those are shots that could be at the rim. Uh, those are high-percentage shots for a lot of teams. And it's kind of like the Rudy Gobert, Gobert effect, if you will. Um, yeah. Not a lot of guys have a really good floater in their game, and usually that equates to, okay, if I'm not going to pull up for a th- floater here, I'm not going to be trying to go up for a layup against this guy. So yeah. it, it results in a pass. But, man, not only does he, he make up for it in that way, but at just team defense as a whole, they're so relentless, man. They are so, so relentless. I mean, they they go at people every single time. I mean, Shea was in foul trouble tonight. I mean, they're just so relentless, whether it be in the passing lanes, on ball, defense. I mean, they just they just go after people, and they're not afraid to, to rack up fouls. And I think they're you, – you talked about gambling uh, just because Chet's under there and you just feel a little bit better. They gamble a little bit with the fouls because they're basically saying, okay, refs, we don't think you're going to – put the game in your hands yeah um and i love that i mean there hasn't been a a game this year where there's been a a foul out that's affected the the end of a thunder game um but man this this defense with chet has just transcended into into what we hoped for right yeah i mean it's a defense that we already know was really good it was i think it ended up a top 15 defense last year without a true center calling chet as true center is not true either um but with the addition of Chet, man, it's just it's a it's a championship level defense. That's that's what that's what you have to equate it to. It's awesome. Uh, it's awesome. The vibes are high, and uh, I mean the vibes are even better here at Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Court Hotel. I mean, yes, it is absolutely packed after this under game uh, tonight, man. And as as you can imagine, shout out to uh, Flint. I mean, you had the Hush Puppies. I had the uh, the pork chop tonight, and it was. A fantastic. That's going to be a repeat. Uh, you know, that's going to be a repeat offender here in, in my life at, at Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel, coming out just northwest of the Peg Center. Thunderwind 127 123. We'll go around the association coming up on 1077 The Franchise. You're listening to the Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise. 1077 The Franchise, the first take Thunder Post Game Show. Matt Burton, Drake Vitito, and Maddie Goldfish along with you. Drake and I are out here at Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Cord Hotel. Shout out to Kyle and Anissa for taking care of us tonight up at the bar. Absolutely great vibes here at Flint. Come on over, get you a great drink over here and let Anissa and Kyle take fantastic care of you as they always do for us. Man, Thunder win, 127-123 over the Boston Celtics. I got a question for you. I got an answer. So, last show, we were talking about postseason expectations as asked by former intern Eric King. Um... So I think this is a good bridge question. Okay. What do the Thunder need to do in the regular season this season to upgrade whatever expectations you have for them now in the postseason? Can they, can they do anything in, the, in this regular season? Does it have to be you have to finish with this record? Is it something you have to see on the court? Is there anything at all that this Thunder team can do to level up your expectations for them going into to level up? Um, Because you said, what was it? Was it second round exit? Yeah, I thought they could get to the second round. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I think that's win a playoff series and hey, all right, cool, and then you know maybe get beaten like six games. How do how do we go from 
lose in the second round to lose in the Western Conference Finals. Can okay. any of that be done in a regular season? Right. Um, I need to see, because obviously in the the postseason, yep. lineups get tighter. Yeah. Right. You're playing eight guys. Yeah. You know, it, nine at the very maximum. You are playing nine guys. Uh, I think I have an idea of who those guys would be. But, man, the Thunder get contributions from, I mean, yeah. ten guys right now. Yeah. So, I mean, like, let's 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 play it out right now. Ken Rich? Yep. Ken Rich would play Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe. I think you'd have to play Jay Will. Yeah. Well, you know, I, at times. Jay Will at times, depending on the uh, the matchup. I mean, and in case Meech, I mean, Meechus has been getting Meechus steady has been minutes. Playing. He's been I playing I mean, and then what do you do with Wiggins? Right. <laughs> It's crazy. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I, like the the lineups shrink, but could OKC just be like, no, we're not, we're not changing up, we're not shrinking the lineups. But, I mean, it is that time of year where you know guys are starting to play more minutes. You know, that's it's you know, that's the time where pressure comes up. You know, that that's the most pressure uh, is in the playoffs. I need to see okay what those yeah. playoff lineups look like. Okay, um, can they? fix the rebounding issues that have at times okay. reared their ugly head. Okay. You know, they got out rebounded tonight, which I mean, not well, they got rebounded by what nine? Yeah. But they gave up seventeen. Which is o- pretty average, I mean, right. throughout. They the gave season. up seventeen offensive rebounds. If they cut out the offense seventeen is entirely too many. Yeah. That, that's just but that's been a consistent thing with the Thunder. I mean yeah. I think they still lead the league in offensive rebounds per game given up. Okay. And I I need to see something like that because, again, against good teams in the playoffs, in a seven-game series, that's gonna that's gonna haunt you, yeah. especially whenever teams like okay, we know that we can crash the boards and get a board at any time. Yeah. So that if they so, fix that, so it's an on, it's an encore thing. So they could yeah. fi- I mean, they could finish number one in the West for all you care. Right. And just as long as those those challenges persist it doesn't matter not that it doesn't matter but i for you're asking if for me to see them as like yeah. okay getting the western conference finals or the finals yeah i think that's something that teams could definitely exploit okay Just they get exploded on the boards and i mean in in the playoffs to i mean any game but especially in the playoffs if you're giving teams 17 extra opportunities a game that's just that's not a recipe for for success yeah Okay. I just wanted to ask because I thought it was a good uh, a bridge question from the question we had, you know, last show. Yeah, and and I, I really don't – and obviously in the playoffs too, it, it gets more half-court, right? It gets more, like, less transition, more half-court basketball. Uh, I, the, I like the Thunder. I like the Thunder if they have to play in a half-court game. Yeah, I, I, do too. I like it a lot. You know, with, with Shea, with Chet, you know, stretching the floor. You know, it's, if, if Giddy can – Pitch in two to three threes. Yeah. If Dort can pitch in two to three threes. If Shea can maintain a, a respectable yeah. percentage from three. Yeah, exactly. I, I like the Thunder in the half their, their half court offense. So that's not a that's not a huge concern. Yeah. Uh, for me, but one is yeah. Do they keep playing ten guys? Yeah. Because everyone else is going to go to eight or seven in some some instances. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then you know, can they just quit giving? 17 extra opportunities to, to teams per game. Yeah. Because that the, the offensive rebounds, man, they're, they're, you know, you don't notice them until it's, oh, 17. <laughs> they got 17 extra opportunities at the basket. They were, it was definitely rearing its head a little bit in the fourth. At you the could end, definitely yeah. tell. You could definitely tell. Um, not saying that, uh, I mean, sometimes it was the bounce of the ball. Like, you saw four blue jerseys down there, right? Yeah. I mean, they were at the rim. It's just... At that point, if you got the bodies down there, it's just who wants it more. And I mean, I guess you could make a, a case for the Celtics because they were down. But I mean, that's a that's a game where you were up 18 at one point uh, at that start of the fourth quarter. Um, Shea out of the game, being able to stretch a lead with you know that J Dub Michic kind of tandem that we've been seeing these past couple of games. Yeah. Um, and then some weird happened in that in that seven minute range, and it just kind of it just kind of. I don't know if the Celtics woke up or if they just started trying a little bit harder, but um, it doesn't matter. The Thunder ended up winning tonight, but that is a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good. It's a good point to have because, like you said, gets a lot more half court in, yep. in the playoffs. 
Um, the the whistle kind of gets, I don't know, swallowed a little bit more, oh, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, it is a different game. And the Thunder don't have the edge when it comes to experience in that realm. I think Dort and Shea are the only two that have had playoff minutes, correct? And that yeah. was in the bubble. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, just wanted to ask that question to you, though, because... No, I love um, it. That's a good. I mean, that's a good. Because thought. I was, yeah. I was just kind of thinking through it on air. You know, yeah. just we're yeah, thinking I, out loud. Here. It's a good it's question like to ask because, because <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Well, it's a good question to ask because as we've gone through this December, they've outperformed what we thought they would do. Um, this Celtics game, I probably would have put down as a loss. So um, the, these little game within game situations that we're giving this Thunder team, they're passing with flying colors. I think this January. Um, in its own respect, can be a little bit of a game within a game. How well can you respond to, you know, back-to-backs? We'll answer that question tomorrow night after they travel uh, on the short night uh, to Atlanta for a game tomorrow. But they're going to have the most back-to-backs that they have all year in this month. So it's going to be a little bit of a new challenge just when it comes to stamina, when it comes to recovery. We'll see what this team's made out of. But with that being said, they've passed every test thus far. I don't see why they couldn't pass this one. Do you... um I mean, do you have an answer? Like, do you have, have something that concerns you, maybe, or that you know that so, you need to say? I agree with I agree with the points you brought up. Yeah, like we've talked about it. We've talked about the rebounding problem ad nauseum the, yeah. this season. Um, up to this point, it really has not mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's just such a hard question to answer with the lens of a playoff because. It's been a while. It's been a while. Right. Um, I would probably say if they end up getting, like, second or third in the West, but those problem problems are still there, I think they could make it to a Western Conference yeah. Finals. No, I do, too. Um, and at that point, if that record is, you know, in the 50 range... 55, I don't know, um, where they're projected. I think they're on a, like a 54-55 game just based off of what's been played versus yeah. right now. This is the trajectory they're on. Um, I don't know. You could you could make an argument that the proof's in the pudding. Like, yes, yeah. those problems exist, but they've, they've been able to it, do yeah. it without of it. With that being said, though, there are certain teams that I'm more scared of, of those shortcomings, like the Kings, yeah. the Nuggets, the teams that Go big. The, Wolves, the Timberwolves. Yeah. I mean, those are the teams that really, really thrive off of that. Boston, it's a little different because they're big, and Kristaps isn't really like an always inside kind of guy. He's very he's very yeah. comfortable beyond the arc. I mean, he's very comfortable in the mid-range. Like, I get it, but when you face guys that make their bread and butter, make their millions of dollars living because they're able to get rebounds over two or three guys, like a, a Rudy Gobert or a DeMontis Sabonis, I get nervous at that point. Yeah. Um, but if you ask me tonight, at the culmination of this game, would it shock you if the Thunder made it to the Western Conference Finals? After what they have shown me thus far, I don't know if I'd be able to tell you that I would be surprised. Right. And me answering that last yeah. last week or last post game we did, um, I still think it's just more of me. Trying to lower my own expectations. Yeah. Right. I get it. I love what I see. I just, throughout the history of the NBA, yeah, you have had to take these steps to get to eventually where you want to go, right? You have to take, you have to take these steps, yeah. right? You, know, you have to wait your turn, right? Waiting your turn, if you will, to get to that, you know, the finals or get to, uh, being the the NBA champions, yeah, right. You have to go to a Western Conference Finals and lose, right? Have that heartbreak, right? Go to the second round, have that heartbreaking exit, and then you kind of like pay your dues, yeah. Everyone except the Golden State Warriors, uh, but they're, they're they're the outlier or the, of all or the, outliers, or the Memphis Grizzlies. It takes me back to the Presti quote, right, where he goes, "We want to announce our arrival." Yeah, I mean, we want to make our presence known. Um, who's to say the Thunder can't do what Memphis did two years ago? They have a, I think they have a talented roster, just as talented as yeah. that as that Memphis team had. Obviously, that Memphis team had to create an upset for themselves. They were the higher seed, but you right. still had to beat a team that probably people favored you over. But 
Who's to say that Thunder that Thunder team can't be this year's story? Right. Who's to say this Thunder team can't be this year's Sacramento Kings? Um, I know Sacramento ended up not winning a playoff right. series. They lost to the Warriors, but... The point is, like... That's what I mean. I, I don't want them to be just, hey, a good regular season team, have a high seed, and then, oh, well, they just weren't as good, right? You know? Yeah. But I feel like yeah, traditionally throughout the league, you have to go through your trials, right? You're, you're yeah. learning lessons. And, again, I say that while knowing that Golden State is the exception to that rule. They, I mean, they just, they kicked the, the door down. They they blew through the glass ceiling mm-hmm. and uh, and started just winning. They, they arrived, yeah. Right. I mean, I think the year before they won it, they were an eight seed, and you could just be like, oh, yeah, well, maybe, right? You know, yeah. this that was the whole, you know, jump shooting teams can never win an NBA title. And then, oh, yeah. here they come, just the, the Splash Brothers, just not missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the only thing I think that's holding me back. Yeah. Is that I don't, I, I love. I love the quote just as much as everybody did, right? We're announcing our arrival, not just an appearance. And I want that so bad for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think I'm just, I'm stuck in trying to keep myself in check, if you will, for letting my my expectations run wild. And I'll say this, up until this point, they keep surprising me too. I mean, this is a game where it's... uh, I, I am looking at the final score right now. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Boston Celtics, the best team in the NBA, 127 to 123. And I still don't think it's hit me yet. I don't think it truly hit me back when they beat the Timberwolves or the Clippers. Like, this team just keeps doing these things. Um, and there, there are stretches in those games where they're just they're pounding guys. I mean, they're absolutely just, it does not matter who's in front of them. They're, they're scoring at will. They're defending at a high clip. I mean... They're showing all the things that you want to see. They're making the improvements that we want. We need to see. Um, I I think part of it is is this a team that's just so young that they don't know any better. Exactly. Um, and to that, I would say, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like if they're just going to keep doing, they have someone who has been there, done that before, in Shea. And if Shea instills that mindset into them, then you might as well just create that extension of Shea himself, not in his game, but in his mindset. I mean. I see so much of Shea when it comes to, you know, the way he approaches it mentally with all these other guys. I mean, yes, J-Dub sometimes with an emphatic dunk, he gets a little bit higher up, like, emotionally. Yeah. But he always comes back down, and their answers in the post game, their answers in, you know, practices. Like, it's very much clean, dry cut, no frills. Um, And I think that really, truly... Besides the coach, you got to give credit to Dagnall. But I think that starts with Shea, um, just being as even-killed as he is, never too high, never too low. And it's truly just the stuff you want to see when you have a team that really has a chance to do something special in the next couple of years. This wasn't the only game in the association tonight. We had some more. So, Matty G, will you please take us around the association? Most certainly, Matt. So I have kind of a question for you guys as I'm uh, about to go through these scores. So I'm looking at the Bulls and 76ers. And one coach, Billy Donovan, bounced out of here because he didn't want to do a rebuild. <laughs> and mm, what exactly mm. has happened with the Bulls in this exact same time frame as Oklahoma City? They've gone the uh, opposite direction. Gotten worse. They're, uh, they're in denial that they need yeah. a rebuild, and that's the problem. Trying to re, they've re-signed the who did it? They re-signed Vucevic. Yep. They re-signed Levine, and now they're trying to get rid of that contract. Mm-hmm. I've seen DeRozan this year be swept into some, you know, some rumored trade talks. It's a mess. I think it. I truly, we've talked about it a little bit. It it starts with Zach Levine not being a great number one option. Period. No. Just and he doesn't need to be a number one option. Um, and pairing him with uh, a, a, a dominant on-ball offensive player like DeRozan, it just doesn't mesh well. Like there are times where possessions for the Bulls were just dribble, 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 pass, dribble, 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 contested jump shot. Like it's just ugly basketball. They were down like 30 at one point to this 76ers team. They always come back um, for whatever reason, but it's just never. It's never fun. Like it's not fun, a fun brand of basketball to watch. They were down 43-18 after the first quarter. Yeah. Just um, gross. Is Zach Levine bad locker room vibes guy? Probably. I I feel Just it. Just looking from afar, obviously we don't know, but it's tough. Um, it's tough. 
Excuse me. You get so choked up talking about. It's tough because you could easily make the case for him. Like he's never had, he's never been around like a winning culture. So who knows? But just from what I've seen, like I'm good. Like we don't need like. He feels like a Houston Rocket. Yeah. Like someone that would be on the Rockets or the Lakers, maybe. That might be one of the funniest things you've ever said, Matt. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> he dunk on the Rockets. He feels like a Houston can. Rocket. He feels like a Houston Rocket. Right? That's like the astro- uh, astrology astrology sign. There we go. Right, yeah, of an exactly. NBA person. Right. You you read like a Houston Rocket all over. You read like, oh, no wonder I don't like you. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So I, I guess let's uh, get through some of these scores. There's not too many games in the uh, association tonight. So I that's one of the reasons why I pose that question to you, my friends. But we will start in that Philadelphia and Chicago game. Philadelphia, as Matt said, got out to an awesome start in this one, 43 to 18 in the first quarter. The Bulls kind of tried to make it a game in the second half, but it was already too far away. The final on that one was 110 to 97. Uh Embiid did Embiid things, 31 points, 9 for 12. from the field, 15 rebounds, 10 assists, you know, just a triple-double. That's what Joel Embiid does for your team. Uh, I'm seeing from the highlights, too, Matty G, that he ate a Jolly Rancher as he was entering the game. Oh, yeah. I mean... So, he does everything. Blue Raspberry? I don't know. I didn't see the the color of the Jolly Rancher. It's the only correct We're going to go full circle here. Do you think that's his sensu bean? <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but yes. Either. You're the one who called up Dragon Ball. Oh yeah. Right here. Come on. <laughs> you're you're downgraded, Drake. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. No, I'm casual. You're you're good. Uh let's <laughs> go to uh New Orleans. Uh Brooklyn traveled to New Orleans this evening. The Pelicans came out with the victory 112 to 85. Uh it was all CJ McCollum in this one. 16 points. Uh he ended up with five assists. Pretty much just distributed the ball all over the place. And then Valanchunas, the best haircut in the NBA, just joking, uh, with 12 rebounds in that one. Did uh, did the Oklahoma City Thunder break Cam Thomas? He I, was 0 for 11 tonight. I think so. He's been uh, steady bad. He's been steady bad Jeez. for the past couple of games. Yikes. All right. Uh, next one, we had the uh, first Wimby v. Morant matchup this evening. Have you guys seen the final in this one yet? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, then you would know that Morant came out the victor. He had 26 points. See what you did there. And uh, 10 assists. Thank you, Matt. Um, And 10 assists in this one. Uh, You know, the Spurs, they're something. Well, they're they? awful. They're 5-28 and 28 is what they are. And <laughs> as quiet as it's kept, everyone wants to talk about the Pistons. <laughs> there's something. That, I was trying to think of something witty to say, but there's really nothing to say. They're just something. Give the ball to Victor and don't just don't even give it to anybody else. Can he play just by himself against the other team? Is that allowed is. per the rules? He basically is right now. Yeah, I, I would actually pay money to see that. Five versus one. <laughs> All right, uh, there's still a couple games in progress right now. We are at the half between Magic and the Warriors. They are knotted up at 55. And let's see. Steph Curry already has 19 points in this one, and uh, Wagner has uh, 13 for Orlando. And then another game going on right now. The Kings and the Hornets are in a close one. There's seven minutes left in the third quarter. The Kings are up by a point right now, 58 to 57. And the higher, ugh, high scorers in this one so far, we got uh, Sabonis with 17 and uh, Scary Terry Rogier with 15. Nice. And uh, that will complete our round trip around the association. That was beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Maddie Goldfish. I felt so safe. Very professionally done. Yes. I, I, I did even... forgot to. I did forget. If I could talk tonight, I did forget to say to put your trays in the upright <laughs> and service hole positions. <laughs> I didn't even put it on my seatbelt. That's how. That's how safe I felt. Oh, right <laughs> thanks. Taking us around the association. Uh, Terry Rozier, I have to bring it up uh, every single time. His name is brought up, but he has the single greatest tweet from any athlete of all time. Uh, if you do not know what I'm talking about, just go search up Terry Rozier 
Osama bin Laden tweet. And <laughs> you can uh, laugh along with it uh, later. Basically, Terry Rozier said that Osama bin Laden should have hooped instead of trying to kill people because he's tall as hell. So that, I mean, that's just one of the best tweets Thank you, Terry. of all time. Thank you, Terry. From any athlete. It is the best, single best athlete tweet of all time. Shout out to Terry Rozier uh, of the now Charlotte Hornets. But one final segment from us out here at Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel. Uh, and they Flint passes this every single time. But we got to get a vibe check next. You're listening to the Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise. 107.7 The Franchise. This is the first take Thunder Post Game Show. Matt Burton, Drake Vitito, and Maddie Goldfish back with us. Drake and I are out here at Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel, just northwest of the Paycom Center. Come on in. Say what's up. Uh, Anissa and Kyle at the bar will take fantastic care of you. As they do for us every single time we are out here. Got a lot of uh, away games in in January, so we're gonna have a lot of a uh, lot of home games at the studio. First watch along, maybe I, in the I'm month of January. It. I'm feeling it. We need Come to bring on. those back. Football's done now. We're we're less busy. We can maybe. We, I'm I'm down. Me I'm too. down. If we get the equipment together, we get the okay. Yeah. Bring Why back not? some of the some of the watch along. You want to make some uh, sloppy steaks, Bert? Oh, Ooh. yeah, at Trufani's. Yeah, yep. we'll make some sloppy steaks at Trufani's. <laughs> a thousand percent. Uh, but before we get out of here, my laptop's about to die. So we need to get to this. Let's get a vibe check. You know the f- vibes? You sure you're all good? No, I'm actually not good, man. Can I tell you something? Yeah, bro, yeah. The vibe's off, man. Uh, the, the park vibe? Yeah, the park vibe's off, man. Get real, dude. Your vibe's off. Is it noticeable? Is it noticeable? I, I don't know. I think I feel like I bring in some good vibes. All right, you have four minutes to tell me what the f- is going on. I, I don't know, man. I, I, th- I thought my vibe was chill, bro. No, well, you thought wrong. So, that's your that's your that's your bad. Let's get a vibe check. Let's go. Let's get a vibe check right here on this Thunder post game show, Maddie G. If you would be so kind as to start us off, and again, we only have one rule, and that's that bad vibes have to go first. Uh, bad vibes for tonight. Some of those calls in this game were stupid. Dude. It's absolutely stupid. Like, I don't know how, like, if I was a coach, I would have lost my mind like 15. I would not have been on the sideline for the end of the game. Like, I would have blown up. So that is my bad vibes for the evening. Good vibes. I'm giving it to Giddy, man. Two straight games with four three-pointers? Who is this guy? Who is this guy on the Thunder right now? If he keeps doing that for real, like, he, I don't want to say he's the weak point of the starting lineup, but he is. I mean, let's be honest. And that if he can literally keep the other defenses honest and keep drilling those, this team can be really scary. Like, really scary. This is the best team since Westbrook messed his knee up in that first round of the playoffs. What was that? 12 13? Yeah, this is the best Thunder team since then. 13 14. It was one of those two. One of those two. two. Yeah, Patrick Beverly. Man. Man, oh, man. Drake? Those those are my vibes. That was perfect. That was perfect. Drakey? Oh, this is tough. I kind of want to go a different direction since it was such a it's a fun win. Yeah, go a different direction. I'll go I'll do things instead of players. Okay. So bad vibes goes to team rebounding. Yep. Uh we pretty much talked about it all we wanted to this show. Um it might be the breaking point between us talking about uh a thunder season that to the I don't know, to a level that we haven't had in a really long time. And it may be the difference maker in between just another Thunder season that, you know, we've had, you know, sometimes, maybe these past couple of years besides the uh, the two um, the two bad years, the two rebuild years, if you will. Um, so bad vibes, bad defensive rebounding, good vibes, Thunder three-point shooting. Uh, not only did they go 18 of 20 tonight, there are currently... 18 of 40. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. What I say? 18 of 20. 18 of 40. Excuse me. Sorry. 45%. Amazing. Yeah. Um, before this game, I don't know how these have changed, if, if any. Um, these are the current players on the Thunder shooting over 
40% from three. There are a ton. Olivier Saar, take what you want. Right, yeah. Chet, 40. J-Dub, 42. Lindy, okay. Uh, Isaiah Joe, 42. Dort, 43. Bertons, 43. Uh... I believe that's Kaysen, 43. Um, Ken Rich, 47. And Aaron Wiggins, 48. How many is that? Seven? I didn't count. The, I counted the guys that actually play a ton of minutes. I didn't count Sar. I didn't count uh, Waters. I didn't count Bertans. It, I counted seven guys that play meaningful minutes. This is the first time in Thunder history where I feel like everyone on the floor is capable should be respected at some degree. Yeah. We've talked about Giddy. That's been his that's been his only problem. Shea the same way. Like if he can develop that, it's game over to the whole league. Um there have been so there have been so many developments, individual developments in each of these players' shots. Um, some of them came in with knowing we could shoot like a Bertans, but like a like a Wiggins, for example. He's shooting forty eight percent from three. Yeah. And this is a guy that gets spot minutes sometimes. This is not a guy that gets consistent minutes. Um, I I guess all the credit goes to Chip England, if you want. Maybe not all, but, right. but, but definitely most. Um, obviously, it ends with the players being able to make the adjustments that he, he offers. But, man, having a team with this many deep threats is so, so important to the identity of the Thunder's offense. Because if you didn't have this many guys that could create from beyond the arc, you would not get as many successful drives as you do in game in and game out with this Thunder yeah. team. I know that Shea's really good with whoever is in front of him. I know that J-Dub's really good with whoever is in front of him. Doesn't mean nearly as much if you don't have these guys hitting at the clip that they are uh, with the efficiency that they're doing it at. So, bad vibes, team rebounding, good vibes. The Thunder's freaking three-point percentage across the board this season. Uh, my bad vibes going to go to uh, using your challenges way too early in the ballgame. Dang it, Mark. Mark Dagnall. <laughs> I mean, he had a good streak going. He did. Last two games, he's lost his challenges. Um, and tonight, man, I just, I get it. You know, it's on a free throw, maybe saving, or it's on uh, a shot that you know led to Jason Tatum shooting free throws. So you could have saved uh, two points there, theoretically. Was that the beginning of the of the first, or excuse me, the end of the first quarter? Yeah. And there were some calls to Matty G's bad vibes that I think could have gone the Thunder's way if they had had a challenge in the pocket still. The Chet block on uh, maybe on Porzingis. I kind of hit him in the head. The head. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of yeah. hit him on the head. But I, again, I, it's just one of those I'd rather have that later on in the game. Right. And again, Mark Dagnall knows uh, tons more about basketball than I do. And... Uh, especially more about coaching in the NBA. But still, it's just one of those I would love to have the challenge when you need it, right? Yeah. You know, when you're up whatever 16 it was in the in the fourth quarter maybe you don't think that you know you know that you need it uh, at all but then hey that game starts getting closer and closer and closer and all of a sudden i mean you're in a dog fight there at the very end uh, without a challenge whenever hey so they're getting whistle happy and you might might like to to have a challenge back uh, so using the challenges too early can be my bad vibes my good vibes tonight I'll, I'll take the layup. Uh, I'm not above taking the layup. Give me Shea Gibbs Alexander, man. There you go, I Gage. just, I mean, what, what more can you say? 36 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. On 14 of 22 shooting, our efficient king stays our efficient king. The constant. Also, zero turnovers. Again, I, I, I have to keep stressing that he just he doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, it's all stat. I don't know if I read it on uh, a post-game show or on... Uh, our afternoon show, but um, as it stands right now, Shea will have the best, um, or excuse me, like like the the least amount of turnover percentages for someone who averages thirty plus or more in a season. Yeah. If if this current stat stays, the only one better was Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you can throw any stat, oh, is it, and Michael Jordan will be there. To ever average at least 30 yes. and two and a half steals per game on 50% or higher. Uh, no, I'm talking about turnovers. Like He oh, just doesn't oh. turn it over. Like, he has such a low turnover percentage yeah, yeah. for someone who averages 30 points a game uh, or more. Uh, if he continued on this trajectory, he would have the lowest turnover percentage of anyone who has ever averaged 30 points in a season. Crazy. Uh, yeah, as I say, the... the the lowest percentage right now is Michael Jordan, which, you know, 
any stat ever, you can probably just throw out Michael Jordan and right. he'll, be, he'll be on, on there. Um, but, you know, that's the name that he's linked with right now in that in that manner. Yeah, being in that company. Taking period. care of the basketball and averaging th- over 30 points a game. It's it's truly unreal what Shea is doing. And, uh, again, I, I just I find it unbelievable that he's so good at getting to the basket and, and finishing at the rim. Um because he makes it look so damn easy, and it's it's just not that easy. It's really not. He makes it look like that. Not only does he make it look easy, but he has a a, a clean and cool smile on his face while yep. he does it. And he, uh, I mean, he had a dream shake tonight too in the post. Yeah, yeah, he did have a dream shake. He had a dream shake. It was, it was awesome. I just what can't this guy do? I mean, a shimmy to the left and a shimmy to the right. Two points on the board, my friend. Just amazing. But that was a vibe check. We will have post-game tomorrow. No pre-game. We will have post-game. Drake and I will be at the studio. And uh, as the Thunder take on the Atlanta, again, it's a back-to-back, kind of weird back-to-back, right? In Oklahoma City and then out to Atlanta. It's tough because we, what do we talk about tonight? The the rebounding? Atlanta, one of the best. I mean, they're going to bring it. They're physical. I mean, most people just think of Trey and they think about uh, DeJounte Murray, but they're, I mean, Clint Capella's nothing to scoff at. I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a physical game tomorrow. It will, man. I'm excited. We will have you covered here on 107.7 The Franchise for it. Big shout-out to Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Court Hotel for always taking great care of us. Again, one final time, shout-out to Kyle and Anissa at the bar for taking fantastic care of us. I had the pork chop tonight. Drake had some hush puppies, and they were it was just fantastic, as always. Shout-out to Maddie G, Maddie Goldfish. Uh, you're one of a kind, my friend, and I appreciate you. You're awesome, man. Uh, Thank you. Taking care of us tonight. Well, no problems. My only regret from this evening is I couldn't come up up with a good Victor Wimbiana SWAT <laughs> Jaw Morant joke. There, well, there was good. one somewhere on the ground <laughs> yeah. I left back there. But other than that, great game. <laughs> you left it all out there. We left it all yeah. out there uh, tonight. But this has been the first take Thunder Post Game Show live from Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel.